What's going on, guys? Welcome back, finally, to another episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And we are back. I feel confident this time saying we're back uh, for at least the near future. It's been a while. Um, I apologize for the lack of episodes. But we're back today. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to kind of catch up on some stuff we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about. From the MLB playoffs, we're going to talk some NFL. Um, but we are going to start off with the hottest topic, I would argue, right now on this day in pro sports, which is college football. Just watched Ohio State absolutely get smacked by Michigan, 45-23. to 23. Crazy game, Michigan in the first half, just big play after big play. And then in the second half, they just ran the ball all over, similar to what we saw last year in that game against Ohio State. I guess we'll start right there. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the college football playoff as a whole, but just in general, this game, I mean, what really shocked you? Obviously, Ohio State, I believe it was, you know, nine-point favorites uh, at the betting line, and they go out and lose by 22. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State has had some questionable performances this year. I mean, you expect them to go 11-0 because they're Ohio State, but, I mean, Penn State was where, I mean, they, they obviously had a storm at the end of the fourth quarter, but Penn State really looked like they had that game for a little while, and then, Obviously, last week they had a terrible performance. So did Michigan. Michigan really got away with one last week where, yeah. I, you know, they got away with an offensive pass interference on fourth and three, uh, you know, where they to, to, to basically lose to win the game for Illinois. But Ohio State has really had some close calls this year. And like Griffin just said before we started recording that their defense has been questionable at best for a few years now. And I mean, that really should have. They, they got the ball run all over them. I mean, like you said, Michigan can run the ball like nobody else in the country. I mean, they're the best – Blake Corum is going to be healthy for the playoff. I mean, they, they regardless of whether they win in the Big Ten Championship, and it looks like they're going to end up playing Purdue, by the way, so it's not exactly going to be the toughest match. I mean, the divisions in the Big Ten are unbalanced, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully with the USC-UCLA, it'll be a little more balanced. I mean, Wisconsin, with the Big Ten Championship on the line yesterday, loses to loses to freaking Nebraska. 3-8 and eight Nebraska without a head coach. It's, wasn't it um it wasn't it was Iowa that lost to Nebraska, right? Or was it Wisconsin? I thought it was Wisconsin, wasn't it? I thought it was uh You could totally be wrong. I think it was Iowa. No, it was I no, it was Nebraska. Nebraska, Iowa, I think was the game. But Nebraska ended up pulling it out as what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nebraska won. I'm not disagreeing on that. I'm no, no, just... no, it was Iowa, Nebraska, it was Iowa, not Wisconsin. Yeah. So. Iowa. But it, it holds true. Iowa did have a uh Big Ten championship berth on the line, um, yeah. as does Purdue. But, yeah, I mean, Ohio State, obviously, C.J. Stroud threw, had two late turnovers at the end of that game. The game wasn't his fault they lost. It was just defensive collapse at the end of the fourth quarter, at the uh, uh, beginning of the second half. I mean, all game, really. I mean, they got 45 points put on them, and they couldn't stop the pass. They couldn't stop the run no matter what they did. It was just Jim Harbaugh, and I mean, his two straight wins out of Ohio State, two straight playoff appearances. I mean, I think that obviously, I think they're probably the second best team in the country. I still think that, you know, I think USC. I mean, we can shift the discussion as a whole to, to to the larger playoff discussion at this point if we want to. But yeah, I just I think, want a real quick game. I mean, Ohio State. I mean, this was just embarrassing at home. You know, last year you look at the game. Obviously, at Michigan, you have two first round caliber, uh, you know, defensive ends for Michigan. I mean, that was a an unstoppable pass rush last year and and this year 
you know, Ohio State, they got all these weapons. You have Marvin Harrison. I know, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play this game, hasn't really played at all this year, which has been a huge disappointment for, uh, you know, for the Buckeyes and for him, I'm sure. But, I mean, I think at some point, you, you I mean, Ryan Day is obviously going to be on the hot seat. I mean, the, I don't know if he'll quite get fired. I would be pretty surprised to see him get fired. But another loss to Michigan next year, I didn't get them fired. I mean, I just really don't like the play call on, on some of these plays. I mean, I feel like they're just running these, like, kind of wheel route and and then not going for it in certain spots. I mean, they just played they just played scared. They played too passive, I think is what I would say. And their defense had no answer at the end of the day for Michigan. So I don't understand just punting the ball to Michigan. This team played incredibly undisciplined today. I mean, the penalties were just unbelievable. And there's – I, I think it was third quarter, maybe second quarter, but they had a punt. They were going to be inside the 50. And then you have, um, you know, you have an, I think it was a hold and then an unsportsmanlike conduct. So then you had first and 35. I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? Like it, the hold is one thing I, I, you know, but unsportsmanlike, I mean, Ohio state was just undisciplined, mm-hmm. a, a disaster of a performance. This team, I mean, they're always going to be good, but next year, obviously, I mean, we'll talk about the playoff here in a second, but Stroud's obviously going to be gone. Smith and Jigba is going to be gone. Paris Johnson's going to be gone. Marvin Harrison, I mean, I don't think he'll sit out, but does he sit out at this point? Because, like, what else does he have to prove? I don't think he will, but... He has to play next. I mean, he's not eligible for the draft. So, uh, no, I know. I'm saying, like, is he just going to, like, be like, I'm... Um, rest. I don't know how it's going to work. Obviously, we saw that with Jamar during the uh, COVID year, but I guess that was a different situation. But I don't know, man. This is a, a really disastrous game for the Buckeyes. Um, let's transition out of the playoff as a whole. I mean, obviously, Georgia and Michigan will be in. That is, uh, you know, clear at this point. The, those last two teams, I mean, obviously, TCU, they went out, are going to be in maybe as, I guess, as a three seed, which is insane. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the back end of the playoff? I mean, do you still think Ohio State should be uh, in, or do you think a team like a USC or yeah. a uh, you know LSU should be the last team? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not really a proponent of LSU in the playoff. That's not really. Not. I'm. I'm. I think USC should be in the playoff. To be honest, if they win the, if they're twelve and one and they win the back twelve, I think you have to put them in. Same as if TCU goes thirteen and zero and they win the uh, Big Twelve, because I don't think. The only way that LSU – I mean, LSU has to beat Georgia, and I don't think they will. Yeah, they're not going to probably win. They're not going to beat Georgia. So I think uh, – honestly, by default, I think everybody said it's going to be so confusing. I, I think it'll be end up probably being pretty clear by the end of everything, to be honest with you. I think you have the one seed is Georgia, the two seed is Michigan, the three seed is TCU, and the four seed is USC. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. From from my end, at least, I I mean, are you putting a two loss? They're gonna put a two loss LSU in over a one loss L- USC if they both win their conferences. The committee has made that clear at this point, but I don't see, like I said, I don't see Georgia beating or LSU losing beating Georgia. I should say. So I'm gonna go with those four teams. I think it it all depends. I think on this Notre Dame USC game tonight because I mean Notre Dame is not a bad team. Like they can win that game. Um, they did lose to Marshall though. They did. I mean, look, the beginning of the year, Notre Dame was an absolute mess, but this team's been playing good. They beat Clemson, um, who obviously is a fraudulent team. They yeah, lost to we'll South talk. Carolina, man. South Carolina. Yeah, they're Spencer great. Rattler. They're great. These guys they, they maybe found, the, uh, found what was going to make him so special. But 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously those top two teams are in. TCU, assuming they win out, should be in. If they lose, then it gets really complicated. Yeah. And LSU if U.S. Then Bama, if, then if TCU loses and LSU loses, then, then Bama's in, though. Bama or no, OSU probably. I feel like you would have to go with Ohio State over a two-loss Bama, but I mean, Bama's, Bama's played two team. close games. Ohio State got blown out. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is going to be it, I think if, if USC wins out and T, as TCU wins out, I think it's those four teams. If I think one Bama's of those teams. Do you think Bama's w- one of the four best teams in the country? I do. I mean, probably, but I don't think they're this Alabama team is like going to win a playoff game, though. If I'm being honest, like it's compared to past years, like this is not a stacked Alabama team at, well, by I any Michigan means. And, Michigan and Georgia are the clear two best teams in the country. Although Michigan should have a loss, so like they're not the Georgia is like tier above everybody else. Michigan today played an unbelievable game, like unbelievable game. Yeah, they've had some fraudulent games though, but so I mean, so is almost every team except for like Georgia. I mean, Georgia's just. Uh, Georgia has got to be – I mean, I think yeah. a lot would have to go wrong for that team to not win the national title. But – I would agree. Yeah, it's going to get weird if, if USC loses or TCU loses. And then it gets really, really weird. And yeah. I don't know. We're going to see. I mean, if USC plays a cl- – I don't think you can give – what was USC's loss? I'm forgetting. Uh, Utah by one point on the road. It was one point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to put them in over Ohio State if they went out, like, unquestioned. So, dude, the Pac 12 is not as bad as people say it is. I always. No. Oregon's been really good. Utah's good. Utah's good. I mean, the problem is the Pac 12's screwed in the future when UCLA and USC move to the Big Ten. Listen to this, though. Like, listen to this. They've beaten four and eight Cal by six points. Arizona by eight points. Is this USC? Yeah, Oregon State, who's ranked who's ranked highly, to be fair, Oregon State is. They're ranked at number 22 at this point. They beat them by three points. Like, they have a lot all of these... close games. Yeah. I mean... Sketchy. Makes things weird. Are... But, that, but, like, at the end of the day, like you said, if they end up winning out, they'll have beaten UCLA, Notre Dame, I mean, Oregon State, like they'll be, and and either Utah or Oregon, I believe. So, like, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't think you you'll have to put them in if they win. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. I, we'll see what happens. It's a little. I mean, this year there's actually potentially could be some pretty interesting controversy on selection day, which would be, I think, very good and very fun. But yeah, we will see. Um, Crazy though, I mean, absolutely crazy. The Michigan Wolverines do it again. Yep. Perfect season. Uh, they'll look to defend that against either Purdue or, uh, I guess, Purdue or Illinois, because Illinois is not going to lose to uh, my Northwestern Wildcats, unfortunately. Um, Griffin, all right, moving on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, Griffin. I think there's a chance that your Northwestern Wildcats are the worst team in the country. Be a chance. Um, I, might think be a I mean, we we're the only team in FPS to not win a game in America this season. <laughs> you lost. Listen to some of the team. You lost to Miami of Ohio, Southern Illinois. I mean, oh was, yeah, I was at all those games, Rob. <laughs> I mean, you're not even close close to some of these teams. It's crazy. It's crazy how bad the program is. Just a disaster right now. But 
I mean, what's the plan to move forward? Because <laughs> they were in the championship game two years ago. Yeah, they had two first-round picks. They're going to have a first-round pick this year. Peter Skronsky, very good left yeah, tackle. I mean, he's going to go in the top five. So Yeah, top five, top ten, somewhere in there. Crazy. But at the end of the day, they have – I mean, Evan Hull's played well, but other than that, there's just no offensive talent, especially at the quarterback position. So, tough time to be a, a Northwestern fan at, for football. But, yeah, <laughs> that's all there is to say. All right, moving on. We're going to talk some MLB. Obviously – Rob, your Philadelphia Phillies came up yeah. short in the World Series. Six-game loss. Oh. What a season for the Phillies, though. I mean, definitely did not think they would be in that position. Playoffs as a whole were really interesting. I feel like we did do an episode talking about the Mets, so I, I don't I think we need to talk about that. No, I believe um, the last time we talked, the Phillies, I think it was pre-division series, right? The Phillies, no, the Phillies, I believe, were 1-1. With it the Braves? With the Braves, yes. That's okay. the last time we talked. So, I mean, a lot a lot to talk about, obviously. Let's start with the Phillies, and then I want to talk about the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Yankees. Yeah. Um, unbelievable run for the Phillies. Obviously, they dominate Atlanta, dominate the Padres. You know, very, very close series with Houston. Craziest home field atmosphere in the MLB. I mean, your thoughts on, uh, you know, coming up short. It seemed like they would be the uh, classic NLE's team of destiny, but for both of us, um, it just – we neither of our teams could get the job done in that magical season. Uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm just a little upset. I mean, it is what it is. But, I, look, because I would have rather we had just gotten stomped out in the World Series. Like, they had just outclassed us, but there were multiple – I mean – First and third, bottom of the eight, bottom of the eighth inning, down one run. I mean, Reese Hoskins in the World Series was just abysmal. The guy is abysmal, and Nick Castellanos protecting Bryce Harper just did not continue. I wouldn't have taken Zach Wheeler out. I think if Zach Wheeler remains in that game, we probably end up winning. To be honest with you, like I just don't like. Uh, you know, I just I'm making you're making me relive this pain right now. It's it's awful. Well, right? you're the one that wanted to talk about. No, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> Look, I think, I think we we did we just never recapped it, so it's just no, I know. Um, look, I I'm proud of the Phillies though. Like I I am because they got the city back into baseball. I think it, it it'll prove to the owner that spending will be, be very profitable on the field and in his pockets. To be honest, but look. It's just it's hard to because I think we're going to be even better next year. Like I think we're going to win ninety plus games next year, especially. I think we're going to sign one of. Can be tough without Bryce though for half the year. Yeah, but with Turner or Bogarts instead of Segura and moving Stott to his natural position at second base, like I don't know. I think it will be much better. I'd also love to upgrade on Hoskins, but I don't think that'll happen. And I love another starting pitcher. Like the roster is going to get better, but I think it's there'll be a better team next year. It's just. It's almost like we talked about with the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Where like, you'll never get that close again. You have to capitalize on yeah. that opportunity. Like, uh, we just got unlucky. The Chas McCormick catch, obviously, betraying the city of Philadelphia. I mean, and look, the Astros are just so – they're so scummy. Like, you know what I mean? They're just – the way that they play is just – their pitching is just ridiculous. I mean, three runs and – I mean, Christian Javier, obviously, the combined no-hitter is crazy. But, yeah. Look, I mean, the Phillies, Bryce Harper with one of the best playoff runs of all time. I mean, obviously not fantastic in the World Series, but it's hard to. And he just had no protection behind them. Like, I keep saying it. Nick Castellano. Like, 
by the last few games, actually, he was getting on base a ton. I mean, in game five, he got on base four out of the five times he came to the plate. Castellanos just does nothing behind him. He, I, I've never seen, he, he's battling the ball 6% of the time. He's terrible. Like, I don't know. He, you know, I mean, look, the Phillies, the Phillies are in a good spot. I think I, Dave Dombrowski obviously uh, has a contract till 2027. Rob Thompson manager through 2024. I think, we're in a good spot. I'm just, you know, I'm disappointed, but I, I, I was proud over all throughout the run and being in that atmosphere was, was obviously crazy. Yeah. Uh, really tough loss. I mean, I feel like it was kind of a similar gut feeling to uh, how I felt after the Mets in 2015. Like there were just so many chances, probably even more for the Mets. Like I feel like the Mets probably should have won that world series in the five games, but then everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, yeah. Um, Look, you bring up a good point, like kind of like the Bengals feeling like it's going to be another tough NL East year. I mean, you're going to have the Mets, you're going to have the Braves, you're going to have the Phillies. Once again, they're all going to be very good. Um, The Braves are going to be the favorite to win the division. Once again, they're going to I mean, they've got just a loaded young core. I mean, beyond belief how how good it is. Um, Couldn't beat the Phillies, though. (laughs) That's true. They did win a World Series. Yeah, (laughs) let's not talk too much. World Series with Tyler Matzik, who's never going to pitch again. (laughs) <laughs> Freaking Eddie um, Rosario and Jesus Jorge Soler. I mean, come on. It's the, the most just, fraudulent World Series of all time. Yeah. But um yeah, it, it's gonna be a battle next year. I, I think they're they're still in a good spot though. Obviously, you know, Bryce having the surgery, hopefully he can get back to being, you know, in the outfield by the end of the year. I don't know if he will, but we'll see. Um they got a, a lot of good pieces, but like you said, like they need to get one of those shortstops. I think they will get one of those shortstops. Stay tuned for our uh, MLB free agent predictions. We'll do that next week. Um, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good shortstops, so I feel like the Phillies have to land one. They should land one, and I agree. Like Turner, I I feel like they'll end up with Turner. To be honest, um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I got to say. I mean, I I just don't think. I mean, moving on to like the Houston Astros, like. I just don't think anyone was beating this team. Their pitching was just unbelievable. Having Verlander, even how shaky he was kind of in the playoffs. Framber Valdez, is, I think Framber Valdez is a top five pitcher in baseball. And to be honest, like there's not really an argument against it. Christian, Christian Javier. And then McCullers is like the one you're like, ugh, like he's not that good. And he's like still a pretty good pitcher. And then you have their bullpen and it's just like their bullpen was. Uh, yeah. once, you, once you got to the bullpen, the game was over. Dude, Presley is just a different and Abreu. They didn't allow a run all postseason. Presley and Abreu, they didn't allow. Yeah. So I mean, it's tough to really talk too much about the Astros. Just a such a good, such a good machine, a dynasty. Um, You know, I am happy for them that they got one where they can. You know, I think this really helps them move on from that. You know, asterisk the the cheating thing. I mean, I know. You know, we've obviously moved on from that years ago, but. Yeah, you know, for Yankee fans, I mean, that's a good transition. <laughs> I finally, it seems like they're like, yeah, doesn't matter anymore. They, I mean, that was getting humbled to like nothing else. I mean, a full sweep, no answer. New York Yankees, I mean, this is a huge off season for them. I, I think Judge will stay, but I mean, if somehow they mess that up, this franchise is. It, it could be a disaster for the New York Yankees. I just don't think this team I, – I, Aaron Boone, I don't believe, is a good enough manager. 
And I just don't think the way this team is currently assembled that they can seriously win a World Series. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Yankees just don't have enough. Well, like, I just don't think anybody in the in the AL is good enough to challenge the Astros at the end of the day. Like, they're just so – who's beating them? Like, And like you no. said, I think even if they do resign Judge Judge, I actually think that they're going to personally. Yeah. But obviously – They like, can't lose him. I mean, that's just like – yeah, they can't lose him. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get so. Yeah, I mean, they're just not like they're just not good enough at the end of the day. Like the AL is so much. It's so weak. I we were talking about this all season long. The AL is just a weak, weak, weak league. At the end, like I would say that there are at least four to five NL teams better than the next best team after the Ash, like after the Astros, the Yankees. Like the Yankees were bad in the second. I don't know why anyone was surprised by this. I know Yankees fans obviously have a little bit of optimism, but a lot of obviously on there's actually a lot of negativity that I saw from the Yankees fan base on Twitter heading into the uh heading into the playoffs. But uh yeah, I mean I, I a lot I think Brian Cashman obviously has been a lot of people want him want him gone. Aaron a lot of people want Aaron Boone gone. That's not gonna happen. Um I think it all goes back to the to ownership not being aggressive as his father was. And I think like there's a direct reason that they stopped winning championships as soon as he, you know, dot like died to put it bluntly. But yeah, I mean, I think it all, it all stems from the top. And like you said, like, I'm, I'm not convinced that Castro and Norboon are good enough to take the Yankees back to where they need to be. Yeah. Uh, a team that hasn't been, you know, a dynasty like the New York Yankees not being in the world series for, you know, what is it like 12, 13 years now or so. I mean, it's, not good, but all right. Last last team I kind of want to touch on um, the Dodgers. But what a disaster losing to uh, San Diego Padres. Were you who, surprised though? Were you even surprised? It's it was so like Dodgers that I wasn't, but at the same time I thought. I mean, the way they'd been up on the Padres all year, I really did think the Dodgers would win. But well, like the thing about the Padres was like they were. A team of destiny, just not as big of a team of destiny as the Phillies were. You know what I like? Yeah, they, they didn't have that. They didn't have the NL East like Juju. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The NL East like Juju is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm when's my Miami is going to have to? Uh, they're going to have their time. Some I mean, with their young pitching, you know, they're going to pull a, a 2015 New York Mets almost. I mean, they kind of got a, a blueprint for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Dodgers obviously historical type season. What was it, 112 wins? 11, I believe. But yeah, 111. Um, and they lose first round four games. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously this team they have a, a good amount of free agents. Cody Bellinger was non tendered. They did resign Kershaw. Walker Buehler is going to be out for the season. They lose Tyler Anderson already. You know, it, it's a weird spot for the Dodgers. But this team's obviously still going to be really, really good. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, this team just has not been able, outside of 2020. This team has just not been able to get it done. Sorry, Griff, you froze for a second. There. Yeah, I saw my Wi Fi went out a little bit. Uh, I, no, my question I, I got was, the question though. I got okay. the question though. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I think that the Dodgers are will be fine. I think they'll probably win 100 plus games next year, but like you said, I mean, I think it's just a matter of they. <laughs> they can't win five games, five game series. They they just can't win in the playoffs. I don't know what it is. I mean, their bats, their bats really went cold, which was shocking. Like they they ended up scoring what like five runs in the final two games or something like that. I'm not hundred percent sure what it was, but yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they, uh, they're bad. They, they just, yeah, four runs. 
the Padres just lived on like big innings in that series too. I believe like there's just yeah. they had expected the Dodgers just couldn't score runs. So I mean, I don't know. There's I I don't know how else to describe it. Like that that's you know I the this this series came to them down to not them not being able to hit quite simply. Yeah, it's interesting. The NL bracket kind of got flipped like upside down. Like I feel like every team up until that NLCS that you would like favor in a, in the series lost. Like Cardinals, Phillies, yeah. I, I think the Cardinals were favored. Mets, Padres, Mets were favored. Braves, Phils, Braves were favored. Padres, Dodgers, Dodgers were favored. I mean, the bracket just got turned upside down. Baseball is really interesting like that. I mean, you just start pitching well, you hit, you get hot, and playoffs for you. So yeah. very interesting. Um, happy we kind of got a touch on that. We'll talk next week some more MLB. We'll do free agency predictions. Obviously, a lot of superstars. You got Aaron Judge, Jacob DeGrom, Trey Turner. Uh, you know, so many, so many names, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon. So we're going to hit all those names, give our uh, predictions last year. I don't think we did too, too well on those. So maybe this year we'll do better. Um, it's those tough. are always it's fun. Tough. It is very tough, especially because once you get one wrong, it usually means you, you you're going to get three or four wrong it's just because it's a domino of effect for sure. Exactly. Um, but we'll do that next week. We're going to move on to the NFL. What a season it has been so far. Um, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Obviously, we're going to kind of, you know, be able to touch more on individual teams once we get into matchups. I want to, I mean, I think we should really touch on a few of the kind of key things that have happened just throughout the year. Um, I mean, one thing I want to really talk about, San Francisco 49ers trading for Christian McCaffrey. I know it happened a while ago at this point, but this team since then, they've won three in a row. This team just looks unstoppable offensively. Obviously, defensively, this team is already so good. Jimmy G, man, this guy gets it done. I mean, I know you're not a Jimmy G fan, but obviously he's surrounded by talent, but he, he's getting the job done. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this Niners team after the Christian McCaffrey acquisition? Future future Jet Jimmy Garoppolo, for sure. I, know, I mean, that would be a huge upgrade. Talk about big upgrade. <laughs> Look, I think that the that the Rams are good. They played the Kyler Murrayless. Uh, <laughs> they played the Rams, who are three and eight. And they beat the Chargers by six, who are five and five. Look, they they're fine. They're a good team. They're no Eagles. They're no Cowboys. <laughs> they're a good team. No, but no, the the Niners are scary. I think that the like the the top tier in the NFC is the Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners. I think that the Vikings are fraudulent. Um. I think that the Niners are a really good team. Uh, I think that they have a lot of weapons on offense, but look, they get deep in the NFC playoffs a lot, and Kyle Shanahan's coaching, I think his lack of aggressiveness handicaps them a lot in the playoffs, especially like, I don't know. Uh, but they win playoff games. They can win playoff games on the road. They're so experienced, and they have the, the, they, they have the best offensive lineman in the NFL, uh, which is always obviously Trent Williams, but – yeah, I, I still don't trust Jimmy G to go in and win a playoff game, say, in Philly or Dallas, like, late in the year. Obviously, Jimmy G did. He already it. did last he already year did. in Dallas. <laughs> I don't know if I trust him to do it again this year, but, yeah, he did He did do it last and in year. The, and in Green Bay in the snow. Yeah, he but found he, way. he couldn't do it in the link, I'll tell you that much. I don't know. I don't think the link is, like, that. I feel like it's not, like, the craziest football atmosphere. Like, I don't think it's, like, I think playing in Lambeau in the snow is harder than playing in the lake. Check out the Eagles and Packers home records and playoff home records over the last few well, years. Well, I'm not. But... 
We will see, I guess. If that I, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, though. Would you agree with that assessment, Griffin? <sighs> These last two weeks have been sketchy, Rob. I'm not going to lie with you. I think yeah, this geez, Eagles team. Look, I think this Eagles team is very good. I think Jalen Hurts is a superstar, to be honest. But Jalen Hurts is the best player on the team. There are weeks where he has looked a little, you know, suspect, but that's with every quarterback. So I'm not going to hold that against him. I think this Eagles team is very, very Josh good. Josh Allen has looked questionable. Questionable. Yeah, well, he's also playing with a torn UCL in his arm. I mean, I'm not like the like Mr. Josh Allen. Like, I haven't been like – like, I mean, I've always been Pat Mahomes over Josh Allen. I mean, I, the, agree. I, I, think... I we both agreed that this narrative of the Bills over the summer heading into the season was just – insanely like ridiculous like that yeah. this team was just oh, he was gonna dominate and win the super yeah. bowl with ease i mean i've never seen like a team that heavily favored and it, it i mean that's just gone blown the up it's better than them the chiefs are better yeah than them. oh yeah i mean the, i think the chiefs I, I think the chiefs are the the chiefs are the best team in the nfl in my opinion i would agree with that followed by the eagles that's my that's a fair a very fair assessment i mean i think you got to say the eagles are the best but i think I think San Francisco can be a really deadly team just because of those weapons. Like Debo Samuel, I feel like last week we finally started to see Debo, you know, how useful and valuable he can be. They've not been using him. And Kittle is starting to get hot. Brandon Ayuk is a Ayuk is a solid player. They have Elijah Mitchell who's been very good. Like this team is very, very good. They're very good defensively. It's just going to come down to really Jimmy G. Like, is Jimmy like the way he's been playing? If he plays like that, this yeah. team is probably going to the Super Bowl. I'll be honest. Um, we will see how he fares against teams like the Eagles, though, a team like the Cowboys with elite defenses. So, yeah, it, it's I mean, yet to be seen, but this team is, I mean, they have just superstars all over the place on both sides of the ball. It's going to come down to, you know, how the quarterback plays and then, you know, also just things going their way, not, you know, dropping interceptions. <laughs> what do you think about the Cowboys? I think this defense is very elite. I think the offense is very questionable, though. I agree. I think their offense is I, – I mean, I, I really do think they're doing a good thing, though, playing through their running backs. I think Zeke and Tony – Zeke has looked very good these last few weeks. I mean, he looked really good this yeah. week. Tony Pollard has been sensational this year. I think playing through those two guys, using CeeDee Lamb, it's just – I just think the problem is – at receiver, wow. like Michael Gallup is a solid player, but like outside of CD Lamb, they really don't have any like studs to catch the ball, which is is concerning. And Dak at times is, is concerning. Like I don't think Dak is just on that level. Like I, I'm still yeah, sus a little bit about Dak. He turns so the ball over see. a ton. He turns the ball over a ton, which is something that his game was. Which is something, by the way, that close. Hurts and Garoppolo don't do. They don't turn the ball over. The Giants are terrible, by the way. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's obvious the Giants were like, I mean, they very well, very well make make the playoffs, but yeah, they're they're definitely not. You know, we I all knew this Dan. team wasn't. I mean, honestly, like they've had so many bad injuries that like I almost feel for Daniel Jones because like guy hasn't had a chance to throw the ball to like real receivers all year. I mean, they're playing with like Richie James and like. I don't even remember the other guy's name starting with Darius Slayton, who's like a mid receiver in the NFL. Good. I mean, there's just no one. It's yeah, but Dallas I, is very good. I definitely I, I, agree. Though. The Eagles are better than Dallas. So, so like, but Michael think, Parsons is 
probably. Uh, like he's many, a different could, dude. He's a different breed. Yeah. The Rams are terrible. The Rams yeah. are. Why don't people? I like you know that's how that they're like one of those like I don't know if this will make sense to you and anybody who's watching, but they're one of those like fake NFL franchises because nobody's like sitting there hating on them. Could you imagine if this was like the Eagles or the Packers or like even the Jets, yeah. the Browns? Like they would be sitting there. You know, like sitting there saying yeah. the Super Bowl now you're three. Like I remember when the Eagles went five and six the year after they won the Super Bowl before Wentz got hurt and Foles came in and replaced him and they got back to the divisional round. But like the the, the fact that the Rams are three and eight after winning the Super Bowl is a disgrace and they're screwed for the future. And a reminder that they tried to trade two more first round picks to the Panthers <sighs> earlier this Brian year. Brian Like that was they are Sean McVay is not going to be there much longer. I'll tell you that much. No, and he's going to retire. I think Donald will be gone soon. I think Donald will be gone after this year. I think Stafford will be gone soon. And I think that, you know, maybe – obviously he said his future is tied to the to the core of that team. So, uh, you know, sorry, quick tangent about the – quick, you know. Or, maybe good. I think, I think Matt Stafford will play out his contract. I mean, he's going to make a ton of money. I think it will – it, I don't know I the guarantees fully, so maybe he gets released like after three years or something like that. But like, Matt Stafford's not going to go anywhere. He'll make that money. Aaron Donald, I don't think he'll retire after this year. I mean, this guy's got a huge, huge contract, so I think he's going to, you know, take some of that. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, this team is just like they lost a lot of guys in the off season in various spots. Obviously, they they lost Odell. They traded Robert Woods, who was so impactful for them. Allen Robinson has done nothing. They have no rushing attack whatsoever because they don't play Cam Akers. They, I mean, they just have no one. Their offensive line, they had Whitworth retire. It, the rest of it is very mediocre. They don't really have any guys there. You lose Vaughn Miller. I mean, it, I don't want to say we should have seen it because I didn't. I don't think anyone would predict it this bad, but this team got a lot worse in the offseason, and I don't think any of us really took that into account and really realized that. Um, I mean, I guess they did trade for Bobby Wagner or sign him or whatever. I mean, he's been solid, but he's towards the back end of his career. So, like, this team is – I'm shocked at how bad they're playing. Uh, obviously, injuries have hit them very hard, but it's defending Super Bowl champs being 3-7, and seven, and, and this team is definitely not making the playoffs. Cooper Cup's going to – you know, he's done for the year, obviously. Um, it says 3-7 and seven in the standings. I mean, they're definitely 3-8. and eight. I'm looking at yeah, online wrong. standings, three and seven. No, no, they are three and seven. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I mean, they'll. Who do they play this week? They play the Chiefs. I mean, they're three and eight essentially. Oh, they are. That's probably why I called it. That's probably why. I mean, they are. They are three and eight. So yeah, this team total disaster. But it's what it is. I I don't even think we really need to spend more time talking about. It, you know. Yeah, they're the, just terrible. The Chiefs, speaking of it, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP in my eyes. As of yeah, I mean, the, that shouldn't even be close. The, the next closest player is not a quarterback also, probably. It's probably like Tyree Kill or um, someone of that Hertz nature. Is that top five. Hertz is definitely – yeah, Hertz is in the combo. Um, Jettis is like low-key in the combo. Yeah, but I mean, he, yeah. He, does, he has these weeks where he disappears. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I I think it's Mahomes. And if we're going strictly by most valuable player, it has to be a QB every year. I mean, then the last high, really high finish. Or like Derrick Henry, though. A guy like Derrick Henry is like the, so was, valuable uh, in Tennessee. He didn't do, he, I mean, obviously, he's a monster and he's been unbelievable for weeks now, but he hasn't been 
uh, Derrick Henry all season long, if that, you know. But I mean, he had the, the first few weeks were a little rough, but yeah, he's, I mean, that, that offense, run. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to look outside of Titans, quarterback. Eagles, like, Titans, Eagles in a few weeks, if you want to, like, a, the Eagles, if you're looking for a test for the Eagles, so. Yeah, Titans. it's going to be a good game. And the NFC East is a, a very good division. I mean, the Washington Commanders have played very well recently. Point, dude, when, when Ron Rivera said, I was meant to, I meant to bring this up, but when Ron Rivera said, what's the problem? Like, what's the difference between you and the other teams? And he back. he was right, clearly. Yeah, Taylor Henneke. I mean, t- the thing is, Henneke's, Heineke's not doing uh, He's better than Wentz, though. Very much, but, you know, Carson Wentz takes sometimes. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is the worst QB in the NFL when he plays. I mean, he's no. not Zach Wilson bad. Zach not, Wilson, yeah. <laughs> Zach Wilson is. I mean, we should talk. I mean, about that's him. you gotta be. I mean, I, I've said this guy. I mean, I, I don't understand why this team drafted Zach Wilson. And I, I this, over, like, over Justin over Justin Fields, who's by who's by. I, I said but, back then. I yeah, think no. were you were you on the podcast no, I, for that no, draft? I don't, believe, I don't no, think I don't you believe. were. But I had said the whole time, like, you need to draft Justin Fields at this spot. Like, he is the second-best quarterback. Maybe I thought he would probably be better than Trevor. Like, I was not a big Trevor guy. And, like, Trevor, like, I know the last time we did the podcast, like, the Jaguars are good. Trevor Lawrence has been terrible this season, once again. Like, he has not been very good. He's had his moments. But, like, this guy, he hasn't taken – I mean, for a generational talent that he was supposed to be, he's been terrible. I agree. I do agree. Um. Justin Fields right now is the best quarterback in this draft class. He was the guy that just should have taken. And, you know, people, look, I get it. You draft on intangibles. You draft on what people could be. I mean, why a quarterback out of BYU that really didn't do much in college, like, what what are we doing? Like, uh, I'm sorry, but this was just a bad pick at the time. Uh, a bad pick now. This kid is terrible. The Jets – and this Jets team, and it's really unfortunate because the rest of the Jets team is incredible. And they're playing with Brees Hall out for the season, Elijah yeah. Baratucka out for the season, Makai Becton out for the season. Yeah. And they're six and four. Yeah. They should have won last yeah. week against New England yeah. if they had any any good any quarterback in there but Zach Wilson, they win that game last week. As crazy as it is. Well, like the, the evidence was playing so early. Like even in August, Garrett Wilson or uh was saying stuff like uh, Joe Flacco throws more wide receiver friendly balls. Like in August, yeah. they were saying Garrett this. Wilson, man, like that guy, you got to respect him. Like he says it how it is. Like after being, a, and I know, look, Ohio State got blown out today, but like he went to Ohio State, he won his whole career there. He comes here, like this guy doesn't, like he's not putting up with this crap. Like, and I, you got to love it. Like this is a guy who's, he's pissed off and, and rightfully so. Like that, you know, Garrett Wilson's a real leader. Zach Wilson. I mean, I know Robert Sala has to come out and be like, yeah, this isn't the end for him. But, like, it's kind of got to be the end. I mean, he's not even suiting up this week. I mean, <laughs> no, I t- total disaster. I mean, the Jets have screwed them, screwed themselves with their last two picks at quarterback. I mean, looking at the guys they could have had in these draft classes, obviously it's still very early for Fields, but, like, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Fields. Like, and you end up with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. I mean, I'm not blaming them for the Sam Darnold draft class because you're not like, I mean, that was the right pick at the time, obviously, but like, man, what you could have had and Josh Allen would have become Josh Allen on the jet. So like, there's also that. He would still be a very good quarterback though, in my eyes. Yeah, but the way Buffalo and Brian Dabble developed him, like uh, he wouldn't have been as elite in my opinion. Maybe he would have. I I don't think he probably would have, but Lamar probably would have still. I mean, I, I don't know. 
both those guys ended up in perfect situations. Obviously, the Justin Fields pick was a disastrous miss of an opportunity for the Jets. Yeah, and a disastrous. Be, I mean, he. It's so crazy that he fell so far in that draft. It was so stupid, too. Dude, everybody the whole year long was saying Justin Fields is going to be a top two. It was Lawrence and Fields all the way throughout their freshman, sophomore, junior season. Like, their freshman, sophomore season because Fields was redshirted. But, um, yeah, like, I don't – yeah, I don't – Like, it wasn't like Fields was like – Fields had, like, one bad game that like, season. I think it might have been, like, the Northwestern game yeah. that people were, like, talking shit about. And it's like, bro, this guy's so elite. The Clemson game was one of the best games I've ever seen a college quarterback play in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. That was an insane performance. And everyone was just like, oh, well, look at the national championship. And it's like that Alabama team was like the, the amount of talent, Devonta Smith, Jalen Wall, Smith Dane, when he had 215 yards in the first. Yeah. Because Sean <laughs> Wade was trying I, to guard. I, I, let, me, let me get a quick note about Devonta. People think that Devonta isn't good just because he's on an offense that like where everybody eats, bro. Like that dude is still an absolute beast of a player. Like he's still a fucking pro bowl receiver. He is. He's a monster. He's gonna break a thousand yards this year. He just he plays in an offense where a lot of people have to get the ball, like especially when, mm-hmm. especially when got Dallas Goddard needs to get healthy for the Eagles, like a hundred. And my fantasy team, yeah, dude, my fantasy team, Griff. I was two and six. I'm a winner of three in a row. So I in our league. I was no, no, not in our league. Oh, okay, I was like, I, I, don't even I hope you're not paying attention. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Um, but my important league, and, and of which the winner gets three hundred dollars. Sorry, viewers, I'm going on off for a rant here. But, uh, <laughs> if anybody's even still watching this one, but uh, <laughs> but uh, at fans, uh, uh, dude. So I traded. I'm like, I'm two and six. I have to make a change. I'm like, I'm trading Kamara for Kelsey, and the guy agreed to it. The guy oh agreed God. to it, and it's changed my whole year. So listen to this. I got Adams, Chubb, Amon Ra, Kelsey. Like I, I, I'm, I'm in a good spot here. Uh. And Amon already dropped twenty eight for me this week, so two and six back to five hundred. So we're looking good on the fantasy front. <laughs> Very good. All right, I think with that we can move on um, to our weekly predictions. So I'll share my screen here. Um, click out of the oh, screen's giving me some trouble. Okay, I think you can see the screen now. Um, all right, we saw obviously some Thanksgiving games real quick. Buffalo Lions. Man, this Detroit Lions team is feisty. They're, they're going to be a really good team. Jared Goff, too. Like, this guy doesn't get enough credit. He's had a pretty solid year. Um, he's not a superstar by any means, but, like, he's not a bad quarterback whatsoever. Yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown as an absolute beast of a player, dude. I mean, that guy is so good. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. He, I love him. He's on my fantasy team. I <laughs> just – he's a monster. He's a great guy. He's, he's a, a monster. He's a monster of a player. Uh, and on the Bills front, like, the Bills are good, and they'll, they'll they'll make the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead, but they're not going to win it. They're going to they're gonna meet the same fate that they do every year, and they're going to lose in Kansas City because they're not that good. And Josh Allen, while still unbelievable, like, he's a great player, but I don't know. He, he I think he shows cracks in his games from time to time. Turns over the ball a lot, in the yeah. uh, especially in the end zone. Yeah, I agree. And the Lions should have won. The Lions' clock management on this drive was an absolute fucking disgrace. Is the best yeah. way to put it. I mean, what were they doing? I get they were trying to give, uh, but Jared Goff, you were giving him credit. He has to make that throw to Chark at the end of the game. He does yeah. he has to make that throw because if they do that, the Lions are likely winning this game. Yeah. 
I think that's when it came down. I mean, I, I did just criticize Dan Campbell, but when it comes down to it, Jared Goff has to make that throw. Yeah, he does. No doubt about it. Um, bad law. I mean, tough, good game for the Lions, but yeah, Buffalo, uh, they, they survived by the skin of their teeth. Big day for Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. He, very good game. And obviously Von Miller's injury kind of unclear what, how long he's going to yeah. be out at least a week or two, but um, it's unclear, that, you know, it's going to be season ending or what really the deal is. So, um, I mean, we talked about this game, I feel like a little bit, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. Cowboys giants. Um, you know, Doc Prescott, the two picks, Tony Pollard and Zeke, you know, running the ball a yeah. lot. CD lamb is, is really freaking good. Um, Gary Brightwell, a player who I definitely know existed before right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like there's not even much to say. Like, Giants just, like, they just got beat at the end of the day. Um, and obviously they had the garbage time touchdown, so this game wasn't, you know, particularly close uh, towards the, the end of the Giants were up going into the half. Like, the Cowboys had a really bad opening half. They're a much better second-half team than they're a first-half team. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to the last game. Primetime Kirk Cousins um, gets the job done. I don't know if you – did you watch this game? I watched some of it. I, I, I saw thought the Patriots got totally jobbed in this game in my eyes. The, uh, the Hunter Henry touchdown catch? Yeah, the Hunter Henry touchdown catch. There was just some questionable calls on game long. And, like, the way that the Patriots lost this game was absolutely devastating. They got a stop, and they ran into the kicker on fourth and three on a punt. Yeah, and, like, they lost this game 33-26. Mac Jones looked great. Like, that was, like, a career-saving game for Mac Jones because he was dealing all night long. He really was. I was impressed yeah. by that. And look, obviously, Jettas and Kirk have crazy chemistry. Mm. With each other. And they, 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 they played well, but I really thought that the Patriots really deserved to win. Like, the Vikings are fine. They're not – I think that they're the fourth-best team in the NFC behind the teams that we discussed earlier. I think that they've lost – They've had some – I mean, they've played a lot of close games is the crazy thing. Yeah, well, like, I think the problem is that they've lost both of their real tests. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they beat Buffalo, though, in a crazy game. Yeah, but that was such – like, they didn't, like, come on. on a they won the game. I mean, at the end of the day – They did. It's not, they it's did not their fault Josh Allen fumbled the ball. Yeah, they did. They did win the game. They did. I mean, it may have taken some crazy, crazy things to happen, but they won the game and – Look, I don't think – I agree. Like, I don't think they're, you know, maybe on the level of some other teams. But I've enjoyed watching Kirk Cousins on the plane. And, you know, it's been a fun team. You know, I I think Kirk Cousins is finally getting some true respect this year, which is good because he's a very solid quarterback. Very solid quarterback. All right. Moving on to the actual predictions. Every team playing this week, which is good. So we still got a lot of games to talk about. This one is uh, extremely easy. Kyle Allen will be making the start today or tomorrow for uh, Houston. Uh, this one's easy, though. Miami Dolphins, what a year they're having. Two attack Viola. He's made me eat my words, man. He's having a very, very good season. Mike McDaniel, great first year, first year head coach. This will be the Dolphins probably by 20 or 30 points. Are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't know if you heard me, but I said Dolphins by 20 or 30 points. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, 
Texans are the worst team in the NFL. Obviously, Davis Mills, who they'd hoped could get them through like another year or two, just got benched. So they're going to go quarterback at the top of the draft next year. They have a lot of draft picks, though, and uh, they are looking good at the top of the draft this year. So they're they're going to be they're going to be pretty set on their way to rebuilding. So that's that's what they're focused on. But yeah, Dolphins obviously too. We didn't really talk about them, um, but the. Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle have just been unstoppable offensively. Uh, yeah. Unstoppable. Very good Miami Dolphins team. Moving on to the next game of the week, Bengals-Titans rematch of that AFC Divisional game last year. You know, Jamar Chase was ruled out. It seemed like he might play. He's not going to play. Um, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, man. I mean, this is a team that I doubted coming into the season. But Mike Vrabel is, is just one of the best head coaches. This team is yeah. probably, honestly, the best coach team in the NFL. Um, Derrick Henry is just an absolute unit. They run their offense through him. Ryan Tannehill, when he has to, can make a throw. Um, not saying I trust him in a big moment. Not saying I think he's very good. But, you know, he's serviceable on that offense. And they got a really good pass rush. We saw what happened last year in the divisional game. They sacked Joe Burrow a gazillion times. I'd expect a similar result here. Um, and Joe Burrow, no Jamar Chase still, and no Joe Mixon as well. So at the end of the day, you don't have those two guys. I just don't think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm going to go with the Titans here too. I think that they've obviously been – they found – they've gotten really back to their bread and butter, and Derrick Henry has been dominant the last few weeks. Obviously, like people will like question the Titans, blah, blah, blah. And like Mike Vrabel, like you said, always somehow managed to have the Titans like eight and four at the end of November or something like that with like – a mediocre roster at the end of the day. Like, obviously, their defense is pretty good. They have a really good running game. But Mike Vrabel is, like, the engine that makes this train go. So, yeah, I'm going to go with I, the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans here. Probably means the Bengals will win. But yeah. uh, we'll see. <laughs> Broncos, Panthers, Sam Darnold will make his first start in the season. Denver, I saw something today that I think it was if Denver scored more than 18 points in regulation in every one of their games, they would be 9-1. and one. Yep, I believe that's correct. Pretty Which is just insane. Pretty really good defensive team. I mean, really good defensive team. It's just offensively, there's been nothing. Yeah, agreed. I what are you I, thinking for this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos here, though, because uh, the Panthers are unwatchable. They truly are. Baker Mayfield is – I know he's not starting this week, but it's painful to watch him play quarterback. It's painful to watch the Panthers' offense operate as a whole – and sometimes I have to put myself through it as a Deontay Foreman fantasy owner. But look, it's just they're pitiful. The, the The Panthers, the Broncos, look, both of these teams are screwed, but the Broncos are beyond screwed. I mean, they have to pay Ross. Nathaniel Hackett is not a real head coach. They're three and their offense is just disgustingly bad at the end of the day. Disgustingly, disgustingly bad. Uh, but the Panthers offense is somehow even worse, even with Sam Darnold. So, I'm going to go with the Broncos here because how are you going to pick the Panthers to win the game? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos too. I mean, I think Nathaniel Hackett should and will be fired at the end of the year. I mean, I think this is a team that they know they can't mess around right now. Like the, the, they can't sit around and wait for, uh, you know, him to figure things out at the end of the day, as crazy as it sounds. Maybe they'll give him one more year, but I don't know. We'll see. Obviously a disaster and, I don't want to say I predicted it because I didn't predict this the Broncos to be this bad, but I, I, I 
I thought all along this hype about this offense was insane. And I didn't think Russell Wilson would be the problem. I just thought these receivers were just being overhyped. And, you know, we've kind of seen that. Like Jerry Judy at this point, like he's an average receiver in the NFL. And that's the end of the story. Like we've seen, he's had his moments, but like he's average. I'm sorry. Like uh, it's just at the end of the day. If you're above average, like we saw Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to be a very above average receiver with Zach Wilson going for a hundred yards and like looking amazing. Like I just, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm a, I'm a weird Jerry Judy, like hater, but I, this Denver Broncos narrative was just like crazy to me. So I don't know. I think they'll get the win tomorrow. I think Russ will probably have one of his best games of the season, but um, yeah, we will see. Bears and the Jets, Mike White game. Jets are going to win this one big time. I don't think Justin Fields is going to play, to be honest. I think they'll hold him out a week and then probably um, – well, they have a week and then I guess two weeks till they're by. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to play. I think the Jets will get this win. I think Mike White I, – I think – I mean, he can't be worse than Zach Wilson at the end of the day. So, Mike White, I don't know if he'll be amazing, but I think he should do, you know, some nice things for the Jets and – it just sucks. If this team had Brees Hall, at least this team could go through the run. But, you know, not having him, Michael Carter and James Robinson, unfortunately, are uh, not in the same stratosphere as Brees Hall. So it's tough. But it's Jets team going to fight for the playoffs. An incredible defense that they have led by Robert Sala. So I'll go with the Jets here. Um, the Bears are good for the Bears, man. This season is a win no matter if, – even if they lose out, the season is a win just because of, of what we've seen from Justin Fields. So good for them. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with the Jets here. The Bears are always in close games, but Jesus, they are really bad in the fourth quarter. They cannot win games. They're always close, but they just can't win games. Um, Matt Eberfuss, though, however, I do believe is a really good coach. I think he's been able – I think him and Luke Getz, who's the offensive coordinator, have really, like, managed to uh, maximize Fields' talents. I think they've sort of even taken, like, the Hurts approach where they're just letting him run until he figures out else out, which which works. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets here. I think Mike White will have a solid game like he'll do. He'll do what he needs to do. And, uh, yeah, when Zach Wilson does it, like, that's the difference. Even Mike White can just, like, complete a five-yard pass, five-yard slant. But, look, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets here because they're actually a – you know, they're a solid team. They are, yeah. And, like you said, yeah, the Bears have, you know, figured it out with Fields. Good for him, good for him, and good for him and good for him nice and yeah i mean just some of these justin fields plays that you see like him escaping the pocket escaping pressure jesus we are he's gonna un- bed. there's a lot of football tomorrow <laughs> he's unreal yeah there is because i mean you would think with the thanksgiving games there would be like less games and then you realize there's no one on by this week so it's just like holy cow falcons commanders um it's actually an interesting game playoff there are some playoff implications falcons are right there with the division commanders, I mean, this team is is within reach for the playoffs. Absolutely, um, this is a tough one. I know who I'm going with. All right, who are you going to go with? I'm going to pick the commanders here. Uh, look, I think that they're playing inspired football. I think that they're really behind Heineke. To be honest with you, I think that there's such a big difference between him and Wentz. Wentz is just a horrid man. That guy should never see a starting. He's just a poison <laughs> to a team. I mean, God. But the, look, they've literally just improved and improved since he's been on the field. Look, they're 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 a legit good team. They have a solid defensive line. Their defense is actually starting to start, you know, kind of live up to the hype a little bit. That was said about to not before this year, but the year before, where everybody said that they're going to be one of the best defenses of the NFL, and they've sort of been disappointing. But now that they're they're sort of rounding into form. But yeah, I'm going to go with the with the Commanders here. 
the Falcons should start playing Desmond Ritter at QB though, because they're actually not a bad team. Uh, their quarterback is massively holding them back. And at this point, I don't see the benefit of Mariota over Ritter. Yeah. I mean, Falcons, Kyle Pitts out for the year. Just, I mean, the way they used him, it's just a disaster. I mean, Drake yeah. London too. Like I get they're running the ball, but like, come on, like uh, they get the ball to your, your playmakers. I mean, uh, I like Tyler Algier and the other guys, they got rid of the ball, but like, it's just disappointing to see. I'm going to go with the commanders too. Um, yeah, I just think they're the better team and they're hot right now. Like this team's playing really well. I think it will continue. I just don't believe in Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know. That's all. I'm not going to speak too much on that game. Bucks Browns. This is easy. This will be the Buccaneers. Um, the Browns are terrible. Um, their defense is terrible. Joe Woods should have been fired last season. The fact that he still has a job is crazy. Um, yeah, and that's all there really is to say. Nick Chubb's having a hell of a year, per usual. Jacoby Brissett honestly hasn't even been that bad. Um, they've just had so many defensive miscues, time management issues. This team probably should have five, six wins and, and potentially be in the hunt with Deshaun Watson coming back. So, yeah, I don't know. Terrible team, though, and – Kevin Stefanski, uh, you know, I don't think he's on the hot seat per se, but getting there. I mean, it, it's definitely getting there. But yeah, Cleveland or Tampa Bay Bucks here should win this game. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks here too. I think Jacoby Brissett has honestly been serviceable in the time yeah. with Sean Watson. I think he's actually probably earned himself a starter's job next year. Obviously, I we saw you saw the little like interview, not interview, but in the locker room, I saw he said he's believed okay. that he had earned that, but um. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks here. Their defense is just atrocious, the Cleveland Browns, and I think that that's actually been the problem even more so than the QB position, which is a wild thing to say. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks here. Yeah, Joe Woods. I mean, I of think course, I was lagging out. So of course, everybody, everybody proclaimed Tom Brady dead before the year, and, of course, not only – he benefits from playing in a really bad division, but they're going to run away with that division, it seems. I mean, it's close, though. I, the Bucks have been terrible this year, weirdly enough. But they had a good win against Seattle, so maybe that will kind of, uh, you know, set the tone for them going forward. Ravens-Jaguars, I mean, this is easy. The, the Jaguars are terrible. Um, this will be the Ravens. Lamar, though, ha, you know. They've been struggling. Lamar's playing bad. It's just this the offense. They just have no weapons. And, like, I've been saying this, and once Bateman went down, it's just like, who does this team have outside of Mark Andrews? Like, they – I just don't agree with the way this team was constructed. I get Lamar is a superb runner, but like you got to give this guy someone to throw to. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, he has no one. It, this team, like, honestly, I'll be honest, like this team has no chance in the playoffs, like absolutely no chance the way they're built right now. Like this team's going to go out. Maybe they'd win a game, but like they will not make the conference championship. There's just no way. They're just not talented enough. It's unfortunate, but it, it that's just how they're built. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm going to go with the Ravens here too. Uh, but I, I think that the the Jaguars are just not uh, – they just have disappointed me after the first few weeks of the year. Uh, look, I, they're they're just a deceiving team because they, they do play some close games, but uh, Trevor has just not lived up to the hype, which he – I don't think he's bad. I think, obviously, he still needs a few more weapons around him, but – the Jags are He's got, like, some guys. I mean, ETN's been really good. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have anybody to really throw the ball to at the end of the day. Christian Kirk's been really good this year. Kirk, but like, and he's getting Kirk the ball. He is getting Kirk the ball, but like. Outside of that, yeah. 
I mean, it's like it's similar to Lamar with the Ravens. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I don't think that they're one of the elite teams in the NFL, to be honest with you. I don't think that they're in that top tier. Uh, but look, they, they win close games. They do. They win a lot of close games. So I'm going to go with the both, but I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Moving on to Raiders Seahawks. Interesting battle here. Um, I'm going to take the Vegas Raiders here. I think this team is still better than their record shows. I do not think their defense is very good, but we've seen Devontae Adams really kind of hit his stride these last few weeks. I think him and Carr finally have kind of struck that connection, that consistent connection. Josh Jacobs, he was added to the injury report. Um, so if he doesn't play, that could definitely be problematic. But I'm going to assume he plays. He's been playing really well. Um, so I'm going to give the the Las Vegas Raiders this win. Seattle, I, I think, is a really good team. But I, I don't know. There's just like a little like still doubt in the back of my mind about them. But the Raiders are, uh, are going to win this game in my mind. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks here. I think that they actually are very solid team despite the loss last week. I think that the Raiders are in that Broncos tier of god-awful, to be honest. Uh, Derek Carr is just taking such a massive step back. I think their coaching staff is a bit Josh more, McDaniels uh, should never have gotten a job, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not really sure I understand why Josh McDaniels is coaching in the NFL right now, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the, with the Seattle Seahawks here. Uh, need a big performance from Gino, DK, and Devontae this weekend. So go those three guys. You'll be watching uh, 4 o'clock. Yeah, most definitely. Cardinals, um, big week for the Cardinals to get Hollywood Brown back, to get Kyler Murray back. Um, so we're going to really see this offense for the first time at, at full strength. Um, Chargers, Mike Williams is out, but Herbert, really good week last week. Keenan Allen's back. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I I think this offense this week is going to be a lot better than we've seen. Um, I don't believe they're a very good team, but I think that the Chargers at the same time have just not had a good year. They're very banged up. And, yeah, I don't know. They really did play the Chiefs close, though. So maybe I should pick the Chargers, but I'm going to go Cardinals at home, full strength with Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, and D-Hub. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well here. I think that the Chargers – I think Brandon Staley's not going to have a job after this year, to be honest. Just crazy because he was so promising after his first 10 games. Everybody was praising him so much. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I think Cliff Kingsbury is another guy who should really not have a job. There's just so much bad coaching in the NFL, which is what – like, you hear a lot of ex-players when they come out of the league, they say, like, what will surprise you so much? They'll say a lot of coaches just have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And I think it's evident now, like, these awful teams, like – We've talked about a lot about how there's no like truly great teams in the NFL this year, and teams with good coaching are standing out. Like the Giants, despite their lack of talent, are still seven. Excellent coaching, yeah, yeah, great coaching. Like I think that there's this like massive lack of talent and coaching. I think it's no better exemplified by the Arizona Cardinals. I think they've been banged up, but they've just. I know they went eleven and six last year. They started out seven and zero. They they've been a massive disappointment for years now. I think Kingsbury's got to go. Yeah, but I'm gonna pick them. Yeah, I don't think Kingsbury will get fired, but we will see. I mean, some of these owners have a quick quick trigger finger. Um, Saints 49ers, this is probably going to be a blowout at in San Francisco. Um, yeah, I think San Francisco is going to dominate here. The Saints, what a disappointment. I mean, Jameis has just, like, lost the job. It's kind of weird. I mean, Andy Dalton has not been very good, so no, he hasn't. I don't really know what they're why they're keeping him there, but uh, the Saints are just in a terrible position since Sean Payton has left, and 
Michael Thomas can't stay healthy. They have no quarterback in the future. They're just in a bad spot. So I'm going to go Niners uh, with a convincing win. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Niners as well here. Obviously, every Saints loss is an Eagles W um, because of that awesome trade Howie made last year where the Saints the Saints are going to fire. And another example of terrible coaching. Like, they don't get the ball to Alvin Kamara nearly, uh, Kamara nearly enough. They really don't. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to go with the Niners here. Obviously, like you said, they've won three in a row. They're in a very good spot uh, to sort of like take a take a very good hold of that division. We already discussed the Niners in length earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Fox game of the week, Rams-Chiefs. I mean, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to blow out the Rams. Um, this Chiefs team is just so good. Um, it really doesn't matter who's at wide receiver. Patrick Mahomes is just – I mean, it, it like – it's Mahomes. Mahomes is just by far the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think this season has kind of like reestablished that. Like there was all this Josh Allen there. You know as great played. as he is, like always been Patrick Mahomes. Like this guy's just not wavered from that. No, I, we didn't. And Pat Mahomes is just the best. And he's shown that again. He's going to get another MVP. This guy, you know, really is, is going to trend towards GOAT status potentially if he can, you know, start notching some more Super Bowls under his belt. And, uh, Man, Travis Kelsey is just one of the best. His podcast with Jason Kelsey also. Shout out to that. I mean, great. really, great really great podcast. Incredible. Their personalities great. are very fun to watch. It is a great. Uh, yeah, it's a great podcast. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, obviously. Um, we discussed both of these teams, obviously, like I said about the – the Fortnite's link, but yeah, I think that, like you said, Patrick Mahomes, I think is. I don't want to say what I think on this podcast because I'll be my line for it, but I think other than Tom Brady, he has a very converse, very good conversation to be the best quarterback to ever yeah. play this game. I think maybe even in that conversation, I think he's the most talented ever. Like, well, I think Cobb is the greatest, but I think he has an argument for the best. Like, bro, like he he just wins. All he does is win. He's yeah. a monster. He makes. He is the best player in the league. If there's if if you I think there's a very good case if there were if any NFL player to be redrafted all time, I think there's a very good case that he would go number one. Like I think if if you took Pat a, Mahomes, you're saying or Brady? Mahomes, I'm saying. Yeah, like, I think Mahomes is just so unbelievably good, and fifteen and eighty seven just give you a chance to win. I mean, you, when you talk about iconic duos in NFL history, obviously you think about you know Manning and Harrison, but like the Gronk and Brady, but. Kelsey and Mahomes are right there with them. I mean, they've showed unprecedented historical dominance across the NFL. And like, like I mean, I think Josh Perkins is starting for the Rams this week. So, you know, you might not even see Mahomes and Kelsey in the second half. So, <laughs> I don't know if it'll get that bad that quick, but um, maybe that would be <laughs> would be something. Packers Eagles. I mean, we know who you're picking, obviously. You want to give your pick real quick? Yeah, I'll pick the Eagles. I'm going to pick them to have a massive win in a, in a bounce-back week. Obviously, everybody in Philly is so scared of Aaron Rodgers. But, look, this is a bad football team. I would have been way more scared had they actually built off their momentum last week and been able to beat a good Titans team after beating the Cowboys. Then I would have been scared. But it's actually crazy to me that they weren't able to build off that Cowboys victory. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to go – Big performance from Hertz. Sunday night atmosphere in Philadelphia. I'm gonna go with the with the birds here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Philly too. Um, Sunday night in Philly, this Packers team is really bad. Aaron Rodgers saying he's been playing with a broken thumb all year. Uh, obviously, it doesn't change anything. And I don't, I mean, I guess he was kind of making an excuse, but I don't think it was like, he was like, this is why I'm playing bad. Um, you know, Christian Watson's had his moments. Aaron Jones has had a pretty good year, but this team isn't very good. Aaron Rodgers has definitely had a step back. And, you know, maybe he's declining a little bit, but also the the, the receivers they've been running out of have not been very good at all. I mean, you hear him talking on the Pat McAfee show. He's gloating about Randall Cobb. I mean, that's all I'm yeah. going to say. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Steelers-Colts. Man, this is a horrific Monday night football game. Um, As is typical of Monday night football later in the year, to be honest. Ooh, this is bad. I'm going to go with the Colts. Honestly, this team under Jeff Saturday has been really good. Like, they obviously had the big win against Vegas and then, I mean, really played Philly tight. Arguably, probably should have won that game potentially. I know Philly had their chances, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, like, blaming anything. I'm just saying, like, Colts, like, it was there for the taking. Um, yeah. yeah, I just really don't think the Steelers are very good. I mean, Najee Harris had a very good game last week. They played pretty well. Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's very good, but yeah, I don't know. I I think they shot themselves in the foot taking him last year just because now they're in a tough spot where if you're in a spot to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, if they're on the board at your pick, which, I mean, I think that – are they picking number two right now or something like that? I don't know. Maybe yeah. number four. Um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of an awkward situation. What do you do? They're really going to have to assess, you know, Kenny Pickett's play. Um but, yeah, I'll go with the Colts. I mean, Matt Ryan's looked a little better recently. Jonathan Taylor's been better. So, yeah, I'll go with the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts here as well, obviously. I think benching Matt Ryan in the first place was kind of a silly decision uh, by Frank Reich. But, yeah, they've been playing some inspired football under Jeff Saturday, and both these teams are really bad. But the Steelers, you know, have been giving some good games to some 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 teams. Obviously, they beat the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago. But I- I'm going to go with the Colts here. Yeah. We have a lot of similar picks this week. I know. Is- we only have one different pick, which is not good at all, which means this is going to get blown to shreds. Um, I don't know. I feel like there were a lot of games that, like, yeah, are pretty, like, decisive yeah. winners. Like, Dolphins, that's, that's, I think. That's how they get you, Griff. That's how they get you. I know. Dolphins. I feel like Jets is going to be very decisive. Ravens. Yeah. Niners. Chiefs. Eagles. Yeah. I don't know. We're probably, I mean, we'll probably get like five, right? But, yeah, you know, maybe we should start changing our picks. I don't know. But that being said, um, good being back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, and comment if you haven't already. Um, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Outside the Arena there. Check it out. Check us out on Instagram. Both of our Instagrams will be in the description. We appreciate you watching. We're back. We're happy to be back. Also looking to potentially get some interviews, some guests on in the month of December. Um, So I'll be working. We'll be working on that. Um, But yeah, we're back. Uh, We'll see you all next week on Outside the Arena.